48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, more than 40 people are sent to hospital as Hong Kong sees one of the most brutal nights so far in the ongoing protests. Police come under the spotlight for impersonating demonstrators and a doctor warns that the use of tear gas in confined spaces could result in people being killed. The city has witnessed one of the bloodiest nights so far in more than two months of clashes between demonstrators and police. 45 people were sent to hospital, the youngest of them just eight years old. There were running battles between protesters and officers in Qimsatsui, Kuaifeng, Taikusing, Saiwanhao, and Samsoipo and Chunwan also saw tense scenes when a group of men wearing white shirts clashed with protesters and residents throwing glass bottles at each other. Cecil Wong reports. The trouble started following reports that a group of five or six men in white shirts had attacked two men and a woman outside the Chunwan NTR station at around midnight. A witness told RTHK he and several other residents rushed to help after they heard a woman screaming. He arrived to find three people with injuries to their arms and legs. A woman was down on the ground sobbing. People started getting word that the assailants had fled to a location at Yipei Square, a narrow alley lined with shops close to the usually busy Yanok Road Market. Protesters attempted to confront the men there. A group of men in white shirts then emerged at one end of the street, yelling at the protesters and residents before starting to throw glass bottles at them. The protesters and residents initially retreated, only to rush back into the alley, throwing objects at the group and flashing laser pointers at them as more and more people came to their aid. One protester in black was seen pushing a huge rubbish bin full of empty glass bottles to the area. A man in a yellow shirt was seen walking away, clutching his bleeding head. Paramedics and firefighters arrived on the scene first, followed by the police. By the time officers in riot gear were there to try to restore order, the ground was left littered with shards of glass, sharpened bamboo sticks, golf clubs, and at least one knife. Police then patrolled the streets nearby, conducting identity checks on passersby. The violence comes weeks after gangs of men in similar white shirts terrorized protesters and train passengers at the Yunlong MTR station, beating people indiscriminately with sticks and rods, injuring 45 people. It's alleged the white-shirted mob are members of triad gangs. The police are being urged to explain why men dressed as protesters were widely ar seen arresting activists in Causeway Bay last night. Icarus Wong from the Civil Rights Observer says the force needs to clarify exactly who these men are. They have to give a very clear explanation why there are some uh, police officers. They just like a demonstrator at the scene uh, making arrests against the demonstrator. And I think the public is more concerned whether this is undercover police officer, whether they, they had uh, provoked uh, the demonstrator in the past, for example, uh, setting fire or throwing bricks. Mr. Wong also hit on a police for firing tear gas and rubber bullets inside Kwaifong MTR station. He says it violates the safety guidelines provided by the weapons supplier. The tear gas will accumulate uh, in the enclosed area, and when it's uh, up to a certain uh, concentration, the effect can be uh, lethal. That's why it's very dangerous uh, to uh, shoot uh, tear gas in the enclosed area. And I don't see any justification for the police uh, last night to uh, shoot uh, tear gas in the MTR station. Meanwhile, the chief executive Carrie Lam has told a form in Macau that her administration is committed to boosting youth exchange in the Greater Bay Area. 
Mrs. Lam has come under widespread criticism for not responding to allegations about police brutality during the ongoing anti-government protests. Many of those taking part in the demonstrations are young people who say government policies have left them totally disenfranchised. The government says it's outraged by the violent protesters who hurled petrol bombs, attacked police stations, vandalized public property and blocked roads. A spokesman said they showed a total disregard for the law and had posed a serious threat to both police and members of the public. He said the police will strictly enforce the law and resolutely bring illegal protesters to justice. Meanwhile, the chairwoman of the Public Doctors Association, Arisina Ma, said firing tear gas inside an MTR station or any other enclosed space could have potentially fatal results as well as long-lasting consequences. Firing tear gas in an enclosed environment, an air-conditioned and ventilated environment is totally unacceptable. It is obvious it's an act that will directly harm the people inside the MTR station. First of all, the MTR station is a crowded area with an enclosed area, and all the tear gas actually will be leave inside the air-conditioned system, leave in over the environment. Besides those passengers affected by those tear gas, I think even the passengers over the days in the stations were also affected by the gas because all those tear gas actually is just like pollutant. They will stay in the environment and release it out gradually. The demonstrators again quickly moved from place to place deep into the night. But it wasn't just protesters out on the streets. In Taiku Singh, hundreds of residents rushed downstairs after seeing TV footage of riot police using bat batons to strike protesters inside the MTR station. Footage showed one man tumbling down the escalator as he was repeatedly struck with police batons. One man told RTHK that officers hit bystanders, including teenagers. He only agreed to speak if his voice was altered. Just now I saw the uh, groups of police rushed in the Taiku station uh, at the exit and they uh, rushed down into the MTR. So uh, lots of uh, teenagers and uh, the citizens were inside the station and uh, they looked very scared. And then, and then the police uh, kept rushing in and uh, using their batons to uh, beat the teenagers and the citizens and uh, arrested uh, a significant number, number of them. Uh, I guess both the protester and uh, uh, citizens are involved uh, in this uh, incident. The student unions of 11 universities have called on people to start an indefinite strike until justice is served for police officers who've abused their powers. In a joint statement, the unions also urged people to stage daily protests at the airport. The statement said police had abused their powers and used excessive violence against protesters, civilians and reporters over the past two months, adding they went completely out of control and lost their humanity in the way they treated protesters last night. A Chinese specialist says both Beijing's liaison office here and the SAR government have been instructed not to give ground to the protesters, saying there's mounting evidence that mainland police have been deployed in the SAR to back that up. But Willie Lam says that may mean the army won't be sent out to the streets of Hong Kong. I think it is sufficient for Beijing to deploy police and even people's armed police from Guangdong to help Hong Kong police. There is absolutely no need to use the Hong Kong garrison, which would carry with it a very adverse impact on both the Hong Kong economy and therefore the Chinese economy.
DAB lawmaker Elizabeth Quatt has voiced concern that the police, the police's water cannon trucks may not be as effective as claimed. She made the comments following a demonstration for legislators this morning. We found that the truck is not, uh, I can say, is not as powerful uh, and uh, mobile as I think. I'm quite worried that the truck uh, under the usual uh, roadblock uh, this day will not be easy to uh, arrive to the uh, certain location to provide service. On the other hand, we heard that the, uh, all the police officer here in, uh, in the training school uh, has uh, personally demonstrated by being hit by the water uh, from the truck. So they understand what, what kind of harm or, or how is the um, pressure of the water. A consultant economist says the ongoing protests will weaken consumer confidence. Andy Kwan says retail and tourism sectors will be the hardest hit. But he stressed that the effects will be district-based and some areas in Hong Kong may not be affected at all. Mr. Kwan said a simple response from the government to the protesters' first two demands to officially withdraw the anti-extradition bill and to set up an independent inquiry into the whole crisis will make a significant improvement. However, Mr. Kwan, who is the director of ACE Center for Business and Economic Research, is less than optimistic that that will happen. At this point, I don't see Carrie Lam uh, will answer anything whatsoever. What she wants to do is to use the heavy force to suppress the uh, the protesters. So in this case, um, as long as the strategy stays on the violent side or the, using the police forces to suppress the uh, the, the the riot or the the protest, um, that would, that, I don't see any I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. The death toll from tropical cyclone Likima has risen to more than 30 after the storm struck the mainland coast near Shanghai early yesterday morning, bringing hurricane-force winds and torrential rain, which triggered flash floods and landslides. Police in the Philippines have confirmed that at least three people were shot dead on Sunday during a major police operation in a Manila suburb. It follows the launch of an anti-crime campaign which was inspired by President Duterte's controversial war on drugs. The BBC's Kat Wiener reports. Police say the men were killed in an exchange of gunfire as officers conducted a mass clean-up of illegal drugs and firearms in the sprawling working-class neighbourhood of Baseco. The area had been described as the most crime-ridden in Manila. Local media say more than a 1,000 people were rounded up during the raid, which involved hundreds of armed security forces. Police say they recovered thousands of dollars' worth of drugs as well as guns and a grenade. Human rights groups have criticized the war on drugs launched three years ago by President Duterte, saying it has resulted in thousands of extrajudicial killings. Stringent security measures are in place in the Indian-administered Kashmir as the mainly Muslim population prepare to celebrate the festival of Eid al-Aida. Several thousand Indian soldiers are on alert in the province and are patrolling the streets. Rahul Tandon reports from Delhi. For a seventh day, Indian-administered Kashmir remains in lockdown. There is no internet and mobile phones and landlines aren't working. The authorities had lifted restrictions on movement to allow people to go shopping for the festival, but following protests, the curbs were reimposed. The police made announcements on loudspeakers telling people to return to their homes, while shopkeepers were told to close their stores. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 105.41 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar 12 cents, the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 43 cents. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,934, that's seven points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $31.3 billion. 
Sports, here's Joanna Wong. English Premier League actions first. Right-footed, high and into the back of the net. Superb penalty from Marcus Rashford. Pereira's ball across, and it's turned in in the middle. Martial was there in the six-yard box. And here's another ball over the top, taken down brilliantly by Rashford. 3-0. And Pogba bursting forward from the halfway line, slips the pass to James on his right foot, shoots, deflected across and in. Daniel James scores on his Manchester United Premier League debut. Manchester United started their Premier League season with a bang as they thrashed Chelsea 4-0 at Old Trafford. So was Red Devils manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer happy with the victory? 4-0 you can't really uh, dream of more or expect more. Uh, Then again, uh, we're just working on improving as a team, finding a style that suits us, suits the players we have. And I think today we uh, show that we still need a bit, a bit of time, but that's uh, it's coming. There's loads of things to uh, keep improving. We know that, the boys know that. We've got weeks between the games now, so we've got plenty of time. And in the rest of the first-round Premier League fixtures, Arsenal beat Newcastle 1-0 at St. James Park thanks to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. And Wolverhampton Wanderers had to settle for a goalless draw at Leicester City after VAR intervened to disallow Leander Dendonker's strike. Tennis Serena Williams was left in tears as back pain forced her out of the Rogers Cup final in Toronto after just four games, handing the title to home hope Bianca Andreescu. 19-year-old Andreescu was up 3-1 with a break of serve when 23-time Grand Slam champion Williams says she couldn't continue. It was a big blow for the 37-year-old who was closing in on her 73rd WTA title and her first since the birth of her daughter in September 2017. Sorry I couldn't do it today. I tried, but I just, I, I, I couldn't do it. But just thanks to Jehovah for letting me even come out here. And Bianca, you're a great sports person. And thanks for my team. It's been a tough year, but we, we'll keep going. Over in Montreal, Rafael Nadal defeated Daniel Medvedev 6-3-6 love to win his 35th ATP Masters 1000 title. The Spanish star was well-rested after Francis Gaumonfis withdrew from their scheduled Rogers Cup semifinal because of an ankle injury on Saturday, and he breezed past Medvedev in just 70 minutes. But both Rogers Cup champions will be missing from the Cincinnati Masters. They've withdrawn to let their bodies recuperate. Golf Patrick Reed has ended his title drought, firing a two-under-par-60 to win the U.S. PGA Tour Northern Trust Tournament. Reed's overnight lead at Liberty National in Jersey City, New Jersey, evaporated with back-to-back bogeys at the second and third holes. But two back nine birdies at the 14th and 16th were enough to lift the American to a seventh career title on 16 under 268, one stroke in front of Mexico's Abraham Manser. And that's your look at sport. Joanna Wong reporting there. And that ends the news from RTHK.